0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Successful Woman Radio Show brought to you by Women empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this Monday, August 13, 2018, and as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas a huge success. Well, Happy Monday, ladies. I trust that you all had a fantastic weekend and that you also took some time to, of course, joy pamper yourself, doing some small things that you choose to bring joy into your life. Now, as a reminder, if you didn't, take the time to review your calendar and ensure that all activities and tasks scheduled are supporting your goals for this week, then, of course, you need to do so immediately following the show. This is going to help you to stay focused and, of course, keep you clear on your priorities. Now, here we are in the midst of August 2018, and as you know, this is a time where most small businesses around the world are evaluating where they are and where they need to go because it's uh, Strategic planning time basically, Um, and this is where businesses start looking at where they want to push forward to move on next year 2019. You know, what do they want to see happen, and how do they want to see their business progress for the rest of this year and for the new year? And of course, a lot of businesses who um, really are extremely compatible with the holiday season are really gearing up right now uh, to start pushing out their holiday campaigns. Many of your large retailers have already started doing it. So for those of you who are planning on capitalizing off of the holiday season, you know, what are you waiting for? Now is the time. You've got to get moving. And if you haven't started with your basic planning of how you would like your campaign to run, uh, then don't forget to really just just block out a lot of time this week. Go ahead and pipe it out. Fine-tune it and, and get ready for your holiday campaign. Now, for strategic planning, of course, you've got a little more time, but not much because really what you want to do is uh, you want to – have time to really evaluate your business, but you also want to take that time to really breathe in and truly understand what it is that your business needs to grow, to thrive uh, from this point forward and through 2019. And, of course, um, you know, the big thing is, is that that can't happen. Um, definitely, unless you evaluate where you are right now and where you've come from. So for the month of August and all of this month, our theme is Evaluating Your Business in 2018. And uh, we started on last Monday where I shared uh, five questions that are going to help you to start evaluating your business. Um, and then today I will uh, share part two of that, the second half of those five questions, uh, where we will continue to talk about where you as the CEO and leader of your business, where you need to evaluate uh, your your areas of small business at and what you need to be doing. Now, of course, we've got a great lineup on the show today for you. Of course, I'm going to be giving you the five questions to generate cash in 2018. These are the same questions that I read every Monday, but trust me, what will happen is you'll find yourself answering these questions differently every week or however often you ask them of yourself, right? So these questions really do help you to analyze, dig deep, and really uh, have a perspective of where you are. And of course, our Book Club Book of the Month, Little Black Book of Connections, uh, last week we read from section number four which really talked a lot about How do you connect um, in the different environments of of networking? How do you connect in different ways? And this week, I'm really excited about this area this week, which is asset number five, Who Knows You? And this section of the book talks about the first steps in getting known, um, mastering the big 8.5 elements of positioning, which is really probably going to be expanding this particular section of the book because I consider it as one of the pivotal points in the book. We'll be expanding it from today, Monday, and then we'll read the second half on next Monday. So for those of you who did indeed get your copy of the book, uh, this is going to start on page 119 of Little Black Book of Connections by author Jeffrey Gittimer a little bit later on in the show. Now, for those of you who are new to Successful Woman Radio, I just want to let you know who we are and what we are all about. You see, Successful Woman Radio is about providing you the business woman with a positive environment where you can be motivated, encouraged, and inspired to create a successful life, generating the income that you desire. And we do this through uh, bringing you wonderful things each month that are going to help you as a leader to really move your business forward. Um, I'm so excited that we're able to keep doing that for over 10 years now, right? And of course, we also make sure that we are coming on every Monday at 12 noon Eastern so that you can depend on us and know that we are here. Now, for anyone that missed our show on last Monday, I can tell you how you can uh, get access to all of our previous broadcasts. It shows uh, simply by number one, visiting womenaboutbiz.net. That's womenaboutbiz, dot net. That's our main website. And once you get to womenaboutbiz.net, simply go up to podcast in the top red, I'm sorry, the top white menu bar. And there you will have um, the podcast and you'll be able to, on the right hand column, Look at all of the previously broadcasted shows. And, of course, for those of you who really want to catch up with this month's theme, Evaluating Your Business in 2018, um, last Monday's show is right there at the top for you on the podcast page itself. So, again, go ahead and play catch up and listen to that. Now, if you have an iPhone, definitely make sure you head over Um, to iTunes and lock us in at Successful Woman Radio, save us, and then you'll automatically get updates. And if you are uh, an Android user, then, of course, um, you can go to Spreaker, S-P-R-I-C-K-E-R, And you can go there and look up Successful Woman Radio and then lock that in. Download that app and lock us in, okay? So you've got three ways that you can listen to us, all very convenient to you. If you have a smartphone device um, and you can listen to that while you're driving or uh, while you're taking a lunch break, if you're working full-time, in between appointments, so again, it is there for your convenience. It is 1208 after the hour. I'm glad that you guys have joined me today for a Successful Woman Radio. Make sure, ladies, don't forget to mark your calendars for every Monday at 12 noon Eastern. And while you're at it, go ahead and share the show with at least three to five people, women that you know who are in business that could really use the motivation on Mondays, that could use the resources that you. Have access to. Wonderful. So we're going to go ahead and get started with the five questions to generate cash in 2018. Question number one What must I do to achieve my sales goals this week or month? Here's question number two Am I consistent in implementing my marketing system to attract new leads? course, this is a very important question. Marketing is the cornerstone of your business, and without it, you can't have a business, right? Here's question number three. Have I identified a minimum three new people to talk with daily. Um, I can't tell you how important this really, really is. And sometimes as the CEO of your company, you can not be playing the role of CEO and have your head so buried down in the labor side that you really don't hold up to do any marketing to be the ambassador for your business, to um, to generate new life into your business with new contacts, new connections, right? We'll to talk about that in a little bit as we again uh, go to uh, who knows you in little black book of connections. But for right now, let's let's go ahead and move on to question number four. What are the business goals that I need to accomplish this week? Wow, this is such an important question because as the CEO and leader of your company, you should really have your mind focused on the accomplishments of the company and where the company is and what are you on track for for accomplishing the goals for the week or for the month or for the quarter, however you plan out your workflow in your company. And last but not least is question number five, what must I change about my leadership? to move forward? Again, what must I change about my leadership to move forward? Now, this is one of those questions where you really have to do a lot of self-evaluation about you, your habits, um, your personality, your own personal character traits, why do you do the things you do, what type of leader are you, what do you need to improve on? This question will really take you down a road of self-discovery Um, as the leader, as the CEO, business owner, Uh, but it's necessary. It's something that you must constantly be doing to constantly stretch yourself, to constantly step out of the box and ask yourself, am I being the leader for my business? Now, the one thing that I have discovered and, um, you know, sometimes I have to laugh at my own self because I'll get aha moments as I'm writing material for the show or researching something for a client. I'll I'll get an aha moment for my own self and or I'll laugh at myself. And uh, with, in this case, as far as leadership is concerned, um, just the other day I was, uh, looking at information about leadership and how um, it, important it is to focus on the leader role. And I realized that I had, again, somehow got myself into a lot of the labor role of the, of the business. And I wasn't being the ambassador. I wasn't uh, consistently getting out there, generating more leads, and and educating the masses about who Women About This is. And I realized, you know, that It's so important that it's not just a a once-in-a-while thing. And my aha moment is that, no, you have to stay on top of yourself every single day. You have to have those checklists. You have to put things in your calendar and set alarms and reminders for yourself to remind yourself that, look, you're the CEO of your company. You're, You're not just an employee. You're not just a staff member or a team member, but you are the owner the creator, the designer of your company. And so with that said, you, it all starts with you, and you cannot just take being a leader of your company haphazardly. You can't be a leader when it suits you and not a leader when you're too busy doing other activities. And so my aha moment really was, you know, your business is priority, and when you jump off and you do other things, no matter how important those other things are, and you put your business in less priority, what are you saying to yourself? You're contradicting wanting to be successful and at the same time not doing the very things that will help you be successful. So that was kind of my aha moment was, you know, um, it it kind of goes back to the the thing that I talk about all the time when my grandmother told me, you can't say yes to every good thing. There's so many things that you're going to be exposed to. So many people asking you to be a part of activities, a part of clubs, a part of church uh, activities and different things like that. But at some point, you have to look at the responsibilities that you have outlined for your company, for yourself. And so your business has to be um, priority. And when you don't hold it into priority as much or when you're not holding your position as CEO in priority as much, then that's when it can become a real problem, and that's when you begin to see um, gaping holes in the process of bringing in new customers because the phone stops ringing, um, your cash flow uh, stops growing you're not making deposits into your checking account. A lot of things start giving you signals that hey you're not uh, you're not in your CEO role because these things should never have occurred. Uh, without you already knowing that something is happening and you need to find solutions and improve upon it. So I just wanted to uh, be transparent and share that with you because this is a growing, this is a learning experience for all of us. I don't think anyone in business uh, can have a perfect business or have a ride to know everything because businesses are living and breathing and um, times change, the economy changes, customers change, and so your business is going to be continually growing and teaching you new things every single day. Um, And so that is why it's so important to be on the pulse beat of yourself as a leader. And so I want to remind you once again, if you have not developed um, a position description for yourself as the leader of your company, I definitely want to remind you to do so. Don't just listen to me say this time and time again at on the show and you do nothing about it. Trust me, by, by providing your own self with a position description as the CEO, as the leader of your business, this is gonna help you to gain so much clarity so quick, okay? And it's gonna help you to know what you need to be doing, not to say that you're not supposed to play the other roles as the, uh, the laborer or the manager, because if it's just you, then you'll have to distribute those roles, laborer manager, entrepreneur, visionary, the three roles that are most important to your business, you'll have to distribute those roles based on the time you give your business each week and which of those roles meet you to the most. So those percentages of each of those roles are going to change for those of you who are solo entrepreneurs, for those of you who have a power team with staff, you have contracted workers, people helping you, um to manage different functions of your business, then it's going to be a little bit different. You, you, you have to really be all about delegation, all about follow-up and not about advocation, which is just, you know, delegating without any follow-up. So, again, uh, it's, it's going to be different for each of you, but leadership at the end of the day is what's going to help you to become a very successful business owner Okay, and it's going to help you to start generating that cash that you need. Well, I want to quickly, before I move on and talk and read the book at third and talk about today's theme, I want to talk to you about balance and how important balance is. And I can only Talk about balance from my own personal experience, my own um, my own journey. And again, uh, my goal with Successful Woman Radio is to be transparent, to really um, be very honest, and share even some of my own experiences, so that you can either learn not to go down that journey, or you can learn to turn around if you're already on that journey. And, and improve, right? So very, very important. So a lot of people learn from my failures as much as they learn from my successes. But I want to talk to you about balancing. And balancing, not in the point of everything has to always be perfectly evened out, but balance based on your own custom needs, okay? But, um, you know, as you get older, you handle stress and you experience stress a lot differently. And that is one of the biggest things that I have learned through my journey of life older. Um, I can no longer handle a lot of multiple tasks without a, a, a lot of high stress. It's, it's even more important to me now to go ahead and be proactive and plan ahead um, than ever before. And so I had been experiencing just being very tired and lethargic and sleepy all of the time, really trying to get my work done. Um, I wasn't procrastinating as much as feeling like I was in a daze when I was trying to get my work done. And I really had to talk to to my doctor about it because I was very, very concerned. I was being very fuzzy um, and forgetful and, and, you know, just really trying to figure out what is going on with me. And I talked to my doctor about it, and, um, He really felt that I was dealing with a high level of uh, stress and anxiety, which, by the way, was causing my blood pressure uh, to be high. Um, And so we talked about several solutions for that, and he talked to me about the importance of balancing and the importance of eliminating a lot of things that are causing the stress and um, to really go back and sit down and reevaluate myself and to take some time off to, to figure things out because I can't keep going on like that if it's impacting my blood pressure, right? And I I realize I I've always been very, very um, fast-moving, always handling a lot of multiple tasks, but again, as you get older, um, it's just not like that for a lot of people. and Many of you who are listening know what I'm talking about. So. I have recently really uh, set myself down to really bow and look at what things that I uh, really hold priority and what things I need to eliminate and how can I reduce a lot of um, day-to-day tasks and admin and different things going on in my life. How can I reduce that to minimize the stress and anxiety that I experience uh, as I grow older and as I handle different things, right? Um, and so I'm recommending you do this as well. You know, as women, we want so much out of life. We want to feel accomplished. We want to have accomplished certain goals. Uh, we want to feel valued. And we're not, most of us are not doing it for anyone else. We're doing it for ourselves so that we can be proud of ourselves. But in the midst of that, um, sometimes we can really get off balance and thrown off key. And we can you know, just be pushing so hard in one area that other areas in our lives can suffer from it, or we're doing so many things that we really haven't taken the time um, and balance ourselves, not even for silence and just to be quiet, just to take a break from things. And that's when you know you need to slow it down a little bit, slow it down. And so it is for me. Um, And so I have begun to look at and process and go back over my responsibilities as a leader and look at what are some of those things that I'm just, you know, am I doing too much in the labor role? What are some of those things that I need to be de-stressing myself about and delegating? And, and, And so I want to, again, encourage you, what are the things that you need to be delegating? What are some of the things that you can do to make your life less stressful? To um, bring down your anxiety level, um, if you if you have some anxiety yourself, most women actually do, from my understanding. And so, again, don't forget that we want to keep ourselves healthy. We want to be making sure that we drink plenty of water. We really want to cut out those sodas because sodas uh, take away the calcium in our bones. They uh, Caffeine cause uh, rapid heartbeat. The, so the sugar isn't good for us. It helps us gain weight. So there's so many things that sodas do. They can add on 10, 20 pounds easily in a year. So, you know, remember to cut out those sodas. Remember to balance yourself with some time for you. So very, very important. And for those of you um, who are working a full-time job, and you also are running almost a full-time business. I admire you so much, and, and um, your sister truly understands your desire to want, want something of your very own to be successful, but you still have to figure out solutions to balance. You still have to figure out solutions to better manage your business and to also better delegate and figure out a power team that's going to help you to move your business uh, in a more progressive manner. So I just wanted to share that with you all, and I wanted to just make sure you know and understand that as you move to make your business successful, to balance your life out with things that are important to you, uh, such as family, such as taking time, such as vacation, things that you need to do for yourself is so very, very important because the last thing you want is for it to start impacting your blood pressure, your health, in other ways. Um, and so, I, you know, I just want all of us to not just get successful, but to be able to experience and enjoy the success in a healthy manner. It is 1233 after the hour. You are listening to no other than the Successful Woman Radio. I'm Trina Newby, your host and your business success coach. Hey, I want to remind all of you, don't forget, to go and visit Women About Biz, uh, click on blog and learn, get some of the updated information from our blog, uh, check out our business channels, and hope that you uh, truly check it out and enjoy it. And of course, if you click on podcast in the top white menu bar, you can listen to previous broadcasts of the show. Um, the Little Black Book of Connections is, I would have to say, it's probably one of my most favorite books. Um, First of all, it's chock full of wisdom from the author Jeffrey Gittimer, but also it's a small book. It's not difficult to read, and it's one of those books that you find yourself going back again and picking it up, especially when you have to be reminded about how to properly connect with people and network. So we're here in the book in um, Chapter 5, or as he calls it, Asset Number 5, Who Knows You? And in this particular section, he talks about the first steps in getting known. He says, becoming well-known, or at least well-known among your prospective customers or connections, is the single most valuable element in the entire connection process. He goes on to say, Tiger Woods doesn't make sales calls. People call him. Oprah Winfrey doesn't make sales calls people call her. The better known you become, the more people will want to connect with you. When you are unknown, you have to reach out to make the connection. Obviously, you can't go from being relatively nobody to being a high profile celebrity overnight. The key is to start with small actions. The simple answer is to put yourself in front of people who can say yes to you or put yourself in front of people that you want to become known to. I have accomplished this by writing and speaking. It can also be accomplished by joining organizations, having your own blog, creating ideas, and becoming better known as a person of value. I want you guys to pay attention to that, what he says. He says, the first step to getting known can also start with being accomplished by joining organizations, having your own blog, creating ideas, becoming better known as a person of value. On And I really admire him for just being so plain in sharing his wisdom. The author says, it's most interesting to me that every single company in the world tries to teach people how to fail. Nothing could be more backwards or ineffective. What they should be teaching is how to position, how to promote, how to provide value, how to communicate, how to make presentations, how to engage, and how to connect. If you employ my first rule of selling, people don't like to be sold, but they love to buy, then you will understand that learning how to sell goes against the grain of human nature. It's a hell of a lot easier, he says, to build trust by providing value than it is to make a sales pitch. I've built a career by providing value. I've built wealth and success by providing value. It is not always directed value. Most of it is just value thrown out to the marketplace for acceptance, and those who accept will connect with me. I do it with a weekly column, and I do it with a weekly email magazine called Sales caffeine, and so can you. But don't expect the response to be instant and overwhelming. As of this writing, I've been at it for 15 years. That may seem like a long time to you, but I can promise you it's only been a heartbeat to me, a struggle, and at the same time, a constant joy. But it's a slowly evolving process, one that requires patience, nurturing, consistency, and a dedication to excellence. When I first moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, he says, I flat, I was flat broke. Under flat broke, I began to network, I began to speak, I began to consult. And eventually that led to writing over a four year period of time. He said, I was still relatively broke when I began to write. But in 1990, I gave a talk to a singles group at the local Methodist church. The title of the talk was Enthusiasm from a Greek entheos, meaning the God within. I did the talk at the request of one of my newfound Charlotte friends, Rick Nathney. Two years later, when I was shopping for groceries, someone who I didn't know stopped me in the aisle and said, you're the guy that gave that talk at the Methodist church on enthusiasm, aren't you? Yes, I am, I said. He said, I still think much about that talk. It really impacted me. I said, thank you very much. As he walked away, my whole body became flushed with the thought of, how much my words could impact and encourage others. Interestingly, it came at the same time I had begun to write a column for the Charlotte Business Journal. It's amazing how active kindness can return to you to be your own incentive and your own encouragement to pursue your goals and dreams for success. He says, when you begin to give value to the world, somehow the people you affect will find a way to tell you even if it takes a couple of years. Your instincts will tell you what to do, but it's your personal power that will actually create the deed. Start small, an acorn, a tulip bulb, a mustard seed, or a kernel of corn. Plant it, nurture it, and give it room to grow. If you just water it regularly, in a year or two, it will begin to blossom. And so he goes on to give us um, 8.5 elements of positioning, the art of becoming known as a value authority. So what I'm going to do right now, I'm going to read four of them, and then next week I will go ahead and continue with the section. So the first element of positioning, he says, is getting in print. Use public relations to your maximum advantage. Get yourself mentioned but not featured. If the story is about the customer or vendor, then you become the hero to them. The second element of position is being published. My weekly article on sales, loyalty, and personal development has been published since 1992. It is the source of my notoriety, my books, my seminars, and my wealth. And then the third speaking in public. When you speak to a group, you're a presumed leader. You may not know the group, but when you're done, the whole group knows you. And then number four, using the Internet to communicate value. My weekly e zine Sales Caffeine, reaches 130,000 people a week with a value message. Help others profit first, and your profit will last. Love it. So that's the first of the four big 8.5 elements of positioning. And, of course, we will continue the Little Black Book of um, Connections, we will continue this in Section 5, Who Knows You, on next Monday. If you haven't picked up a copy of this book yet, you definitely need to. Uh, again, it's a wonderful book, chock full of wisdom on um, ways for you to network your way to rich relationships, how to really make networking count for you. And of course, Um, There are not a whole lot of bookstores around, but Amazon online, Barnes & Noble's online, Books A Million online. Uh, Go check it out and get your copy today. I want to go ahead now and go right into um, our theme for this month, Evaluating Your Business in 2018. And, you know, it's just It's so very, very important uh, this time of year that as the CEO of your company, you start thinking about where you've been, where you are right now in your business, and where you want to go. Um, This time of year should be planning time, and it's difficult, again, to know how to have clarity and improve your business without knowing where you currently are. And it's important to know that you must allow the results of your evaluation, the results of, uh, of reading the statistics and looking at your numbers, you must allow the results of that to fuel you to do better and to find better solutions, right? Never allow results that you may not be that happy with, never allow results to crutch you and and stop you from pursuing your business goals, your business dreams. It's important to look at those numbers. It's important to look at that information, but you should never allow it to stress you out to the point to where you have become paralyzed to do anything more. Okay? So I wanted to give you that disclaimer again at the beginning of this because, Um, Evaluating um, your business and looking at the results can be alarming for some, and especially when you're a small business and you're trying to grow and you don't get the results that you're wanting. But you really need to um, really embrace, number one, you need to embrace change. You really need to look at the fact that as the CEO of my company, I've got to be willing to to bust a move, to make a move at any time. I've got to be willing to change in order to see changes happen in my company. I can't always keep things the same, and not everything that I thought would work is going to work because I'm not perfect, and I don't always have the best blueprint for my business, but I am willing to make the change. I'm willing to build the power team. I'm willing to do what I need to do as the CEO of my company to help it to grow. And that includes get out of the way, right? Very, very important. So last Monday, I gave all of you um, the first five uh, ways or questions that you needed to ask yourself to evaluate your business. I'm going to quickly go over those, and then I'm going to go over the second half of that, okay? So um, from last week, the first that you needed to do to evaluate your business was really look at your leadership skills. You needed to evaluate how your skills are impacting your company, what new skills you need to actually adapt, or what new skills you need to learn, um, and you needed to look at your weak spots as a leader to see how that has, again, impacted different areas that are not doing so well in your business. Number two for evaluation is you needed to look at your profitability, okay? Um, are you making money in your company? If so, how much? How much money did you make uh, uh, fourth quarter of 2017? How much money did you make first quarter 2018? And how much money did you bring in 2018 in the second quarter? So I recommend it to you that you print out your bank statements online um, and that you look at all of the deposits which would tell you Um, how much money you are bringing in each month, and you can divide it up by quarters, and that will give you some of the answers that you need to know. Um, You can also look at all of the money going out on the very same bank statements, which will tell you how much you have in expenditures going out of your business, right? So hopefully most of you have a business checking account. You're keeping things separate. You're not commingling uh, your business funds with your personal funds so that you can really measure accurately. For some of you, you already have a bookkeeping system in place, which is wonderful um, because it's just a a matter of generating a report so that you can look at it and see where you are financially, okay? What are those numbers going to tell you? Those numbers are going to tell you whether you need to enhance what you're already doing. They are so low that you need to really be looking at some new ways to um, generate leads and different things that are coming into your business, right? Um, here's number three from last Monday. Are you offering the right services or products? You really have to evaluate that. Uh, you know, women love beautiful things. We like big lists. We like to see all those bullet points in our brochures. But at the end of the day, um, a lot of services that we list, if you're a service business, is isn't necessary uh, to be listed out? If you're really not providing any of those services, a lot of products that uh, that you might have listed that no one really ever purchases, may not be a product that people are actually looking for. So this is where uh, when you have uh, customers, even if it's five, when you have customers, this is why surveys are so important. This is why when you get surveys in the mail and people say, hey, fill out this survey, and you can get a $10 gift card or you get this or that, it's because those surveys really, really provide an in-depth look into what the customer desires, what the customer needs, okay? Um, question number four last week in evaluating your business was, how have you been marketing your business? And some of the sub-questions, have I developed a marketing system? Am I being consistent? Am I clear on my target audience? Do I have a marketing budget? So all of those things are very, very uh, important. I do want to say this. Um, I, I do not consider myself a marketing expert, but I know a lot about marketing because of being in business for so long. But what I will tell you is this. If you are not sure and if you're not getting results with your business, and it's been, you know, this has been like two or three years in business and you're still not getting the results, then you've got to stop spinning the wheel and you've got to get help from a professional marketing consultant or somebody who's going to be able to help you uh, evaluate properly, measure, find the right target audience so that you can start marketing to that audience, okay? Very, very important. Uh, Number five, which was the last question, have I created my power team Um, And as you know, a power team is a group of individuals, professionals, who are not your employees necessarily, but they are individuals who are providing different types of professional services so that your business can move forward and grow at a rapid pace. That could be anything from your accountant, an attorney, a business consultant, a graphic designer, a web designer, a copywriter, um, someone who does marketing, grassroots marketer, you know, so it can be different people on your power team that are helping you to accomplish different goals and make things happen. Um, but everyone needs to have a power team. Uh, you need to know these people ahead of time and not when you need them because it takes time to have, find the right person, the right fit. And you want them to know you, um, and you want to already have worked out fees and, 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 you know, how they'd like to receive information, how things will be followed up on. So you really need to find these people ahead of time. So that brings us to this week um, as we look at the next five questions in part two of Evaluating Your Business for 2018. So the first thing, number six, as we continue on with this list, is communication. And um, communications is very key because it is how you reach out to your customers and your prospects. So you really need to evaluate and ask yourself, how am I currently communicating with my customers and with my prospects? Um, Do I have a working funnel? Um, And, again, all a funnel is is a from beginning to end. So do I have a system from the time I connect with someone all the way through to the end uh, for prospects or, or uh, all the way through to them now in the general email list and they're staying consistently connected to, do I have those funnel systems all worked out? You need to know that. And if you don't, then, of course, you need to follow suit with uh, making that something that you definitely need to follow up on, Okay. Um, Number seven uh, in evaluating your business for 2018 is how many leads do I generate monthly? And this is a big thing because um, at the end of the day, and I say that a lot, that quote, at the end of the day, but but it's, you know, when everything is said and done, for a CEO of a company evaluation is going to be something that's constantly going on for you. I mean, really, you should be looking at some kind of a report every week. Leads are extremely important, right? Because without new contacts, without new connections coming into the lifeblood of your company, there is no way that you'll have anybody to sell to. So you have got to have leads coming in on a consistent stream. So you first have to look at the previous question, number six, is how are you communicating with your prospects? Um, How are you generating those leads? Do you have a funnel system in place? See, that number six was very important. Um, Because if those things aren't in place, then chances are you don't have consistent leads streaming into your company. And that's what we want. We want a stream. We want a consistent flow of leads coming into your, um, into your company. And so you have to, gener- you have to generate leads as a CEO. You have to look at your system, and then you have to figure out what's going to be the most effective way for me to generate leads for my business. Who's looking for my business, right? So your leads in your company should be coming from referrals. Your leads in your company should be coming from, hopefully, your website. Um, it should be coming from your existing customers, right? And so you really have to give this some time, and you really have to dig deep. Um, I've talked to several business women, and many of them recently have shared with me, you know, I really never sat down and asked myself and to look at, how did this person find me? I, I really don't even have that question on a client intake form to ask people who I just, who, you know, who inquire about my services, how did you hear about us? And they realize that's an important question to ask them so that they can see the commonalities or measure where the customers are coming from. But a lot of businesswomen have shared also that they just never ask the question, how are my leads coming in or how do I generate leads? So this is a very important question, and for a lot of people, you get an aha moment because it really is the answer as to why you're not making money, because when you don't know how your leads are coming in and when you don't know what to consistently do to generate those leads, money does not exist in that space. It only exists when you create the action, when you generate action, okay? Very, very important. Let's move on number eight in evaluating your business in 2018, how many of my leads do I convert to customers or clients monthly? So we talked about the fact that leads were very, very important for a small business. It's the lifeblood of a business. But it's not just about generating leads, because once you have people who are interested in what you have to offer, then you've got to get those individuals to the final stage, which is the sale. You've got to get them to the point to where you can close the sale with them and actually receive a credit card or cash in exchange for the services or products that you're going to provide. So you must now evaluate if you're generating leads, right, how many, are you generating? Because you're going to need a certain number of leads coming in every month in order to meet your sales goals, right? Because it's all about the law of average, right? The law of average says there's so many people that are exposed to you, you're going to have a certain number that are interested, and out of that certain number, you're going to have a certain number that inquire more and become customers. So knowing that the law of average can always work on your your side when you keep a steady stream of leads coming in and when um, out of those leads you have a high um, closure ratio, then that's going to be important. So when you ask yourself that question, how many leads do I generate monthly? It's not just about how many, it is also, right? It is also about Number eight, how many do you actually convert? In other words, what is your sales closure ratio? So for if I had 100 leads that came into my company, and out of that 100 leads, 10 people will cross over to a customer. As customers, my my sales ratio is 10% because 10 of 100 represents 10% if if I were to close 30 to 50, let's say if I close 50%, then I would have a 50% ratio because 50 represents 50 of 100, right? What if I had 10 um, leads come in my business in a month and only um, three of those people I was able to close? Well, then the number three represents 30% of that number. So, again, it's really understanding and knowing that It's not just about communications. It's not just about generating leads, but it's what you do with that those leads, when they start coming in, you've got to be able to have a system that those leads go through a step A, B, C, D, and so on until you close the sale. Do you have a sales system? Do you have a closing process? Do you know what that means? Are people calling your phone and asking you and inquiring about your services or products? product? Are you generating, if you have a product business online, are you generating consistent sales online? That's something that you've got to take a look at. Question number nine. Number nine is what is your retention rate of customers and clients? Now, so we've talked about, you know, everything from your leadership skills, profitability, um, evaluating your services. We've talked about creating a power team. Talked about communicating with your customers and prospects and generating those leads converting those leads to customers and clients, and so now we're coming right down to once you get them, once you get customers and clients, how are you keeping them? How are you retaining them? So number nine is very, very important in evaluating your business for 2018, because what is your retention rate of customers and clients? Do you have, like, uh, a lot of one-time um, customers that never come back again? Why do they never come back again? Is it because you never really reach out to them? Is it because you only have one product, and in case you got to look at that? Um Is it because you never, after you provided the service, you never went back and to see if they needed the service again or if you could provide some variation of the service that they might need secondly? So you've got to look at, as the owner of your company, what repeat services do I have and how do we... How do we maintain the current set of customers or clients that we currently have? How do we keep them happy, and how do we keep them in the know? And how do we turn them into um, evangelists for our company? Um, How do we provide impeccable customer service? Okay? Do you have a customer service system that your customers or clients flow through so very much? Do you appreciate them? Do they know who you are? Do they feel appreciated? Because the 80-20 rule really is true. 80% of your business comes from 20% of your customer clients. And so, again, um, a lot of small business owners work very, very hard, um, too hard. A lot of the times they they aren't working smarter because they're not communicating with the existing customers that have already come through in the business Instead, they're constantly trying to bring in a stream of new customers, nothing wrong with that, but there is something wrong when you keep getting all of these new customers or new clients, but none of them stay with your business, okay? Because as the CEO of your business, you've you've got to take a look at that. You've got to take a look at that because almost every service, Almost every product can be repeated in some way, or customers, clients will need those in some way. Okay, very, very important for you to take a look at that and understand how important retaining customers and clients really, really is. So that a large portion of your communication really needs to be spent with keeping your clients happy, your customers happy, and coming up with different. Um, communication campaigns and different things on a quarterly basis to keep them in the know, um, blessing them with different gifts, product samples, and things that others are not privy to because they're not uh, previous customers. So coming up with ways to keep the people who have already invested in your company and showed you an interest. And that is very, very, very. Okay, and so that leads us to the last question. Uh, and so it's been 10 questions, so number 10 is what needs to be improved upon? Now that we have gone over all of this list of things that need to be evaluated in your business, right, now you need to be looking at those things, that those, those previous nine questions and areas of business evaluation that I brought up between last Monday and this Monday, now what you need to be doing is you need to be looking at those things. And you need to be blocking some time off on your calendar so that you can properly evaluate your business and be true to yourself looking at what is it that you need to hold priority, what is it that's going to make money in your business, what do you need to do to improve yourself as a leader, what um, do you need to do, right, to have a better workflow system in your company and be more functional. that's that's where you need to be at as the CEO of your business. You need to have your mind on all of these things so that you can prepare yourself to develop a really good business strategy for 2018, okay? 2018, that's the rest of this year, and then you've got to develop a strategy for 2019. So we are about four months out a little bit less now of putting closure to 2018, and I don't want to hear anybody saying, oh, well, I'll just start next year. Nope, nope, nope. You can still make some really good money this year. I have seen people who were dysfunctional in the first nine months in their business. They pulled it together, and in the last three months generated a high five and six-figure income. So you need to take a look at where you were trying to go for the rest of this year and make it happen for yourself. Don't forget the holiday season is upon us. Don't forget to um, include a holiday campaign and, and look at how you're going to incorporate that for 2018. That's all I have for today, ladies. I pray that you have such an abundant week. Remember, success is yours for the taking, um, and it is all up to you to have positive choices um, and make those choices that yield favorable results. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.